What it is guys, your boy Alan here with another episode of Alanizing and today we got the wild card review man while we can just wild card we can just pass by and we go over the games my people and you know a few things happen today that's pretty crazy so let's get into it I and first you know I want to apologize if you hear like some background noise in the back man it's hard living in a house right not having your own studio just saying like that kind of hard but so just go on with that but let's start it off man I'm gonna start off by saying I went six and zero in predictions, bro. That's pre that's actually pretty impressive. I ain't gonna lie. I didn't get all the sc I didn't get the scores right, you know. But that's kind of impossible. But I got all the winners right. So, you know, that's a big pat in the back for me. But let's start off with the first game of the seven seed Colts of the Bills victory versus the Colts. All right, so, so I was so close in getting the prediction, but I was not. The Bills beat them 27-24 in the fourth quarter, though, around the eighth minute. It was 27-16, and I was like, please stay like that. But obviously, did not. But let's start off with Josh Allen. Bro. He's proving to be the upper echelon of the QBs. He's elevating his play in the playoffs. 26, 26 completions of 35 pass attempts, 324 yards passing. Touchdown reception ratio 2-0. to zero. Overall QBR of 85, a passer rating of 121.6. On one of his touchdown passes to Dawson Knox, he deceived the whole defense. The whole defense, right? And he passed to Diggs, and one of the other touchdowns, he had a pass to Diggs. He fooled the safety, he looked him off, and then he threw it to the Stephon Diggs, man. Showing that IQ level of football. He showed his 30 figure. A sturdy huge figure on his touchdown run. You know, he on his touchdown run versus the Colts. But for the defense. Oh wait, no, not for the defense. But he keeps up this play for the next season. Top five QB in the NFL. And he'll be in the elite QB club. With Allen Big Day came Stephon Diggs' big day of six receptions, 128 yards, 100 averaging one. Averaging 21 yards per catch, that's impressive. 21 yards per catch, that's, that's, that's impressive. And one touchdown. Defensively for the Bills, they struggled a bit, but they did have five tackles for a loss, which good, because this means they were in the backfield. But lit, 163 yards rushing, and the pressure, and they weren't getting pressure on the QB. It was not to usual standards. They had no sacks, only one QB hit. On Rivers, which is why Rivers looks so good. Surprisingly, he did not choke. I am surprised. He had a decent game. 27 completion of 46 passing attempts, 309 passing yards, touch interception ratio 2-0, QBR of 91, pass rating 93.5. On that Zach Pascal play, I believe that should have been a fumble. It was not a fumble. I believe it should have been a real fumble. I'm just saying, like, because hey, bro, he's getting down. And he still didn't hit his, he didn't even hit his elbow, and then he just fumbled it. That should have been a fumble, but he did. It came up short, but then also Rivers came up short in that Hail Mary at the end. It's a very underthrown ball as Micah Hyde swatted it down. It's Rivers showing his Rivers. I mean, I mean, like I said before, bro, Rivers is a Hall of Fame quarterback. In the playoffs, he just doesn't wear the jacket. He just doesn't. But the Colts defense did enough. 
two, two, and two for sacks, QB hits, and tackles for loss. Kept the run game in check under 96 yards. The Bills couldn't really run the ball, but they let Dix torch them. And Dix especially torched TJ Carey, man. My man, that he could not do anything with Stephon Diggs. So that led to the 27-24 victory. Bills now go against the Ravens, I believe. And I'm going to do all this. I'm going to do divisional. Say right now, I'm going to do all divisional preview on either Thursday or Friday. So watch out for that episode. Two seed on the same game on Saturday. Six Rams versus the third Seahawks. I predict the Rams are going to pull a 21-17 uh, win. They pulled a win, but not that score. But let's get into it, all right? It was a defensive battle the first quarter. Both offenses could not produce anything. Could not produce a lick, my guy. Could not produce anything. But Russ, he could not cook or produce to his standards. The whole game, he finished 11 of 27, 174 yards, touchdown reception ratio of 2 to 1, 17 QBR. 17, that's, that's no, that's no. And a 73 passer rating. Why, though? Because the Rams' defense as a unit were cooking. Five sacks this game. Two from Aaron Donald and two from Leonard Floyd, who, by the way, now the Bears are looking utterly stupid. Okay, they're looking ridiculous. They're looking like a ridiculous franchise for letting this guy go. Alright, it's embarrassment. But anyways, Floyd, Leonard Floyd had two sacks. They were getting through the O-line and Russ had no time. Wasn't helping either that Metcalf was getting locked up by Ramsey until that long touchdown pass to him. Where, and then he got his, well after that touchdown he got his 5 reception, his 96 yards. Notably though, Darius Williams on his pick 6 on that wide receiver split that opened up the touchdowns. This man owns the Seahawks. He has 3 picks this year versus the Hawks. The Rams, pa- the Rams on offense, their passing game was also looking terrible, but way more pathetic. I do let it slide a little because Goff had a messed up right thumb. You know, it's his throwing hand. So with his nine, nine completions, 19 passing attempts, 155 yards, touchdown reception ratio 1-0, QBR 50, so average. And his first half was pretty horrible. His second half was average. The Seahawks defense, though, first half was threatening, but they just couldn't stop that run game of Cam Akers that saved their rear end. Cam Akers was munching, all right? He was eating up the Seahawks D, 28 defense, 28 carries, 131 yards out of the Rams, a total rushing yards of 164. So, I mean, that's like 90%, I want to say. I don't want to do the calculation, but I'm pretty sure that's like 90% or 80. One touchdown. For Cam Akers, literally him and the Rams, the defense carried them to a victory, 32-20. Final game of Saturday, 50 bucks at the 4th seed, Washington. I so, I went with the Bucks for this game, obviously. Got 22-16, but it shaped out a different way. But they predict the win. There is no other way to start this game but with the astonishing, inspiring QB play, QB performance of Taylor Heineke. Yes, they lost, but a practice squad QB who was like, they're, they're saying that he was in, what was he? He was in a geometry, not geometry, 
advanced math, we're gonna say with that, advanced math class in college a few weeks ago. And now he's playing in a wild card game. And in this wild card game, he threw for 306 yards. Threw for tw- completed 26 of his passes at 44 attempts. Touchdown interception ratio 101. 63 QBR. And he led them in rushing with 46 yards. Not bad at all. That On his running touchdown, he showed his athletic ability. And he threw a dime touchdown to Steven Adams. I mean, St- Steven Adams. To Steven Sims. He's a very competent quarterback. He can read situations, coverages, he's mobile, and he has a pretty good arm. By the second half, I'm like, this guy is going to have a job next year. No doubt. Might, might be a starting role uh, if a team needs a quarterback for the cheap, right, and there's like no other quarterback options, or if they have a rookie, right, and it's a rookie, so they name him to either back him up that rookie or that rookie to learn under him. So, you know, he, he might have that for as a starting job, and or he might have as a backup job. But for sure, he's going to have a job next year. He's going to be in the NFL. All right, man, showed he had great chemistry with Cam Sims, who had seven receptions, 104 yards, 9, 14.9 average yards per catch. And he looked for him in mostly every situation. So, I mean, I was showing their great chemistry right there. Though he did good, that O-line... Why he did good was that his own line was protecting well, and the Bucks D were getting there. Like, not really, but they were getting there because they had six QB hits. Okay. Yeah, this would be Hicks, and they had two sacks and six tackles, four loss. So that own line, they were, they were kind of protecting well, but then it just all went down. And, and Tyler Heineke had to show some mobility. He was getting out of the pocket and everything. So Tyler Heineke showing something guys but switching gears to the bucks offense brady was playoff brady 22 for 40 381 yards touchdown reception ratio of 2 to 0 84 qbr showing his arm in the two touchdowns to brown and godwin both more than 20 yards he could have had even more completions but chris godwin decided to have butterfingers this game and drop three or four balls all right he's probably the nervousness that he had playing his first playoff game and with Brady, so you know the expectations are higher. But one person who was not dropping was Mike Evans, and he was on a bum knee or something. He had six receptions, 119 yards. But help, well, what helped Brady out was, I said, they needed, but was here on my preview, they needed to plan the run game. All right, and Fournette finished with 19 carries, 93 yards. All right, so they're hearing me out. Getting the necessary yards to close the game. For the first half, I thought my score prediction was going to be correct, you know, because of that low scoring. And I was like, oh, yes, especially in the third quarter. But then the thing started going, and then the Bucks advanced, obviously. 31-23 to 23 to face the Saints for the third time. Talk about more about that in the next episode, guys. On Sunday... It started off, the triple header started off with the Ravens at the Titans. Okay. I had the Ravens running them over 41 to 17. Now that's not exactly how it went out. But you know what did go out was that Lamar finally wins a playoff game. Yes, go Lamar. That's what we got it. That's what we had to do, right? You know, but he had rushed. He had rushed in this game for 136 yards. 
and passed for 176 while completing 17-24 touchdown interception radio touchdown interception ratio of zero to one. That's not good, but I mean whatever. He had a rushing touchdown, so QBR of 84. At first, the Ravens looked like they were going to let this one go. Like the other playoff games looking like they couldn't get anything on offense or struggling on offense for a bit. But Lamar exploded for that 48-yard touchdown, and the, tit- and the Titans' defense could not stop his running, even though they had five sacks. The Ravens' D shut down Henry, like I said on my previous episode, all right? Getting back Clayus Campbell, Brandon Williams, and McPhil McPhee, underrated, bro. That guy, they all helped in keeping Henry at 40 yards rushing for the game. Okay, 40 yards. Henry, this is the playoffs. This is where Henry shows up. This is the end of the season, and he only rushed for 40 yards. You got to give credit to that Ravens D. So this obviously didn't help out Tannehill, who went for 18-26, 165 yards, touchdown interception ratio 1-1, QBR of 77. All right, so not greatest numbers, okay? I'd say Tannehill, he didn't play awful. He just played like a round average, you know, because that's, that's him. That's, that's Ryan Tannehill. He's not going to be the guy to take you to the promised land. So, But the Ravens did win 20-13, to 13, taking off that narrative around Lamar. And let's see the other question people have for him. Can this playing style take them to the Super Bowl? We're going to find it. And I'm going to talk about that on a previous episode. Second game of Sunday was the Bears at the Saints. Post- Game. Like I said before, the Bears didn't deserve to be here. Okay, their defense held on to the game as long as they could, looking like they, they as long as they could actually look like they're gonna win for a bit, for a bit, but not with that offense. Breeze didn't want to go out like last year, all right, against the Vikings, and he threw 28, 39, 265 passing yards, touchdown interception ratio of two to zero, QBR 57. And got help from his boy, my boy, Alvin Kamara, coming back from COVID. 23 carries, 99 rushing yards, one touchdown. As previously stated, Bears defense kept them long enough. Notable players was Tashawn Gibson and Khalil Mack all over the fields. Especially Tashawn Gibson. Tashawn Gibson, he was covering well, swatting balls. And Khalil Mack being in Breeze's face. And keeping the Saints silent until the third quarter they the bears i give props to the bears defense man that's all they could do because against this bears offense horrible horrible atrocious the players they look like they have no idea what they're doing their play calling horrible why not naggy the discipline was lacking especially by the receivers all right trubisky finished 1929 199 yards passing center 1-0 13 qbr 13 QBR, okay, that's, no, that's not going to help you out at all. It didn't help, it did not help out Trubisky, though, that Javon Wims dropped that touchdown pass from, like, I don't know, like, that trick play when it was 7-3. to All right, maybe, Javon, you could have caught that, and that maybe would have helped out your team, but, you know, uh, I guess. And Anthony Miller hitting C.J. Gardner-Johnson in the face, so he got ejected. These, I don't know, this is what I'm saying, the dis- discipline was lacking. This is a... Uh, a playoff game, and they're doing stuff like this. That's that's not gonna help you win the game. So two receivers gone. 
The Saints defense just dominated, just giving up one touchdown at the end of the game. Until the end of the game was that one-handed by Jimmy Graham, and then he like, walked out the game. That was pretty cool. It's pretty badass, but you know, but letting the Bears run for 48 yards and having three QB hits and one sack, it just pretty much described the whole game, the domination. Okay, that the Saints had over the Bears, winning them 21-9. Not exactly to my 34-13 prediction, but I still predict the Saints. So let's go. And the last game of the wild card weekend that made my weekend was my prediction of the Browns beating the Steelers. So, I like I said, I predicted the Browns to win 26-21, but I did not expect 48-37. Starting with that high snap by Pouncey on the first snap of the game, it results in a Browns touchdown that led to the Browns having a 28-0 lead in the first quarter. Wow. That was my reaction was, wow. So how do they do it? And how do the Steelers almost come back? So obviously start with that bubble snap. That bubble snap opened the floodgates, all right, and gave the momentum to the Browns. And they just ran off with it. Literally, Chubb, Chubb. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt combined for 127 rushing yards, two touchdowns, and off this this free run, the Baker Baker Mayfield got high. He went 21, 34, 263 passing yards, touchdown interception ratio of three to zero, 92 QBR. He had what he had to do. Uh, so I like what Baker had to do. He do what he had to do. He was playing efficient. He wasn't trying to overdo things. He was keeping in his uh. I don't want to say his situation, but he was keeping it in his arsenal of stuff that he has, what he had to do, and that's great from Baker. Wasn't only trying to overdo things. Baker went out and he was drove and he drove passing to guys like Jarvis, who got five receptions, 92 yards on that touchdown. They just ran over that Steelers D. Cam Hayward, Stephon Tuitt, that front seven minus TJ Watt. It just disappeared, which left the Steelers secondary exposed. For Pittsburgh offense, that 28-0 hole, Ben's horrible play left them really behind. But then at the, a touchdown by you know, James Conner and the defense getting a few stops, that led the Steelers getting some confidence, some momentum. And then they exposed the Browns secondary. Conservative play of the Browns of not wanting to give up the big play, you know, downfield. They're playing zone. So not giving up the big play. That that just exposed them. The short passes that Ben thrives off of, he let them go. 41 completions of 68 attempts. Let's think it, bro. He's like 30-something years old. And they threw it 68 pass. They threw it 68 times. Now, it's just putting an indictment on that running game that they that they have no running game. They need, they need to draft a running back, for sure. Or they went off the free agency market. I don't know. But you need a running back, Steelers. That's what you need. And but Ben, for, threw for 501 yards. Okay, that's the second most. Tom Brady, 505 in the Super Bowl, 52. Touchdown interception ratio, 4-4. to QER of 66. These stats led my boy Juju get 13 receptions, 157 yards, and one Touchdown. Now, even though my boy Juju balled off this game, 
it still doesn't take the fact away that he was talking a lot of crap coming up to the game, saying that they're the same old Browns. Same old Browns. They're obviously not the same old Browns, my guy. Because look what they did. You you added fuel to the fire, Juju. You gotta put this one on yourself, man. You can't can't say those things. But going on to the game, John Che Johnson, he's for eleven receptions, 117 yards, and Claypool. Five receptions, 59 yards, two touchdowns. Now it's not the same exact stat line as them two. But I needed to add Clay, Clay, uh, Claypool because this man just torched Robert Jackson, bro. Like, that secondary is a problem. Every time Claypool lined up against Robert Jackson, Ben Roethlisberger was smiling. He was like, that's my play. That's my play. That's my go-to. That's my go-to. Because this boy Robert Jackson was getting beat every time. All right? they, need to get, they need to get Denzel Ward back and to get that... Uh, Defense, the secondary straightened out. Because if they play like that versus the Chiefs, and I'm, I'm going to get more detail on that, they're getting blown out. But when the Steelers were roaring, it was too late. I, all these yards were in garbage time. They're down 35 to 7. They, they have to throw it deep. So And they're doing their conservative play of the Browns. So obviously, this is why Ben got his 501 yards. All right, but you know, the Browns. Browns weren't looking good with two when they had they were giving them that the defense was giving them those plays and they were stopping them. So the Browns need to improve on that for sure. But they pulled it off. And they made me look smart. Thank you. I appreciate that. Alright, guys. That was episode, right? My reactions on things. But for the wild card. But today it was announced on what say Monday. Monday live news at 3.48 a few hours ago. It was announced that Doug Peterson has been fired from his Eagles coaching job and or appointment. And my reaction to this is I did not expect that. Like I said when I was talking about when in the preview where I was like I did not. I believe Jeffrey Lurie was on on this because he actually had the temerity to do that. But I'm still going. I'm still sticking with my plan. All right. I still think Jeffrey Lurie had to do something with it. But I think the whole tanking thing was scrutinized by the media and everybody and the fans and the NFL. That Jeffrey Lurie is just trying to separate himself from that, and he's trying to say, "Oh, I see. I didn't give. I didn't tell uh, Doug Peterson to do this." So you know, he's trying to separate himself from that, and that's why he fired Doug Peterson. And this, this firing is literally just telling me that he's putting everything on Doug Peterson. It's like, oh, it's all Doug Peterson's fault. It's all him. All right, so this is what, Jeff, this is what the perks of being an owner is. So you just fired him. You just fired Doug Peterson, so you got none of the criticism on you. Even though I still believe it was his plan. He's probably the one that told Doug Peterson. He's getting no criticism on him. And all the criticism now is going to go to Doug Peterson. So that's, that's the luxury tax of being an owner, but... I mean, that's what he got to do. And it's also meaning that they're going to stay with Carson Wentz. So, that's pretty weird. I wonder what the, they're going to do from now on. But, that was one reaction, guys. And that was Super Wild Card Weekend in the books. Watch out from a preview of the Divisional. And I'll see y'all later. Peace.